This is exactly right. Welcome to a mini episode of My Favorite Murder. Yes. This is a podcast. Mini podcast. The mini version of the larger podcast. Where we read you shit. And we talk about true crime. And we we commit to never planning the opening of any podcast that we do. That is our guarantee to you. We're going to go out into that question mark and then keep it a question mark. You can get... We guarantee you. We guarantee you that we will never know what we're going to say and i believe that you'll believe us when we guarantee you that really quick i just want to say time wise i know this is going to go up at a totally different time Mm -hmm. but for us it's still the day after the press conference of them catching the golden state killer yeah i am i would say only 15 less 15 percent less excited than Mm -hmm. i was yesterday and like i can't stop looking for information it's driving me fucking batshit so what's the one piece of information that one day later you're excited about oh there's so much oh that photo that you sent me this morning (laughs) yes someone it looks like someone screen grabbed and it's i'm so mad at myself because i was watching the id four part what is it called uh it's it's golden state killer it's it's not not over over. but they gotta cross that out and be like it's fucking over they have to be like here's five more episodes because here's the continuation definitely um someone screen grabbed just a really quick shot of the fucking uh what is it called? Pre- not press conference. Town hall meeting. Yeah. Side by side. It looks like him 100% in at the meeting that and the you thing- sent me. It's on our Twitter. Uh, yeah. Someone made it. Murder. I think someone made it on the Facebook page yeah. first. And then someone saw it on the Facebook page and sent it to us on Twitter. And but retweeted that. It's very, it's very important that you we know every step. Credit. <laughs> we, I, we just never want to take credit for something that's not ours. Right. But we don't want it so much that we're going to write your name down on a piece of paper. <laughs> no. I certainly won't. No. Um, but... The cool part about it, or like the thing that I, I couldn't stop looking at that picture because this is a person not who looks like we, I was looking. Right. It's not someone who's trying to keep their head down. Right. Or has the right hair swoop. No. uh, You know, nothing like that. But my point is his energy is as if he's at a campfire. Yeah. He's taking up all kinds of space. He is like, there's, you can see he, it looks like he's happy to be amongst his fellow man. He has a yellow shirt on, which is almost like a look at me fucking thing. Yes. And he doesn't seem he's, he's playing it so perfectly of you would never look at that guy. Yeah. And he looks intense. He looks like he's listening intently. Yeah, but slightly smiling. Like, when you look at that picture of his face, he looks happy oh, in that picture. Plus, Ma Anand Sheila is in the foreground <laughs> of it. <laughs> who also looks a lot like my friend uh, Alicia Gonzalez, who used to live in Sacramento. She has that same face. Conspiracy. Could it be that my friend's mother is actually... Ma Anand Sheila. There you go. Who was at the fucking golden sitting next to the Golden State Killer? Yeah, it's it so makes weird sense. to see adults from the seventies sitting cross like on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> it's like remember when your mom or dad would sit on the floor with you and you'd be like, "This is weird." I have to say, I don't think my mother ever sat no. on the floor. No, she was always in some kind of a chair with a highball in her hand. <laughs> it's like three in the morning. She, <laughs> she is like, "Girls, I'm tired. Could you play somewhere else?" Right was always how it was. Um, well, I have a Golden State Killer quick one. Hell yeah. But should we save it for the end or should I just get out of the way right now since we're talking about it? Get it out of the it? way. Right. Because it's not like, you know, but we're not, we don't have a lot of like, 
good ones yet because it's all so new. It's all to come, to come, to come. Yes. So this is called The Golden State Killer is My Customer. You fucking guys. <laughs> Please don't use my name. I work for the phone company for Citrus Heights. And when the news broke yesterday about D'Angelo, I knew he sounded familiar. Turns out, all caps, I disconnected his home phone in August. Ooh. What? Once I found out the street name and saw the news coverage right outside the house, I went total stalker mode. I Google mapped the street and clicked through until I found his house and address, because duh, and then searched it in our system. He's been our customer since 1987. Mm -hmm. He called to have his home phone turned off, and I remember him wanting it turned off immediately. But we have to ask questions for reasons, uh, for his reason for disconnecting. My notes say someone was is listening to my calls, and I just don't want it anymore. Ah! Oh my god! Do you think that he was even bugged in August? Well, I don't. Either he was super paranoid, yeah, or he was bugged. I and bet he, he knew was. It. I bet he was super paranoid. But uh, and also being an ex cop, he would know what cops do and can do, or what it sounds like when your call is being traced. Click, 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 click. click. Mm-hmm. <gasps> you uh, and then he says. You guys, I talked to this guy for 20 minutes and had no idea it was him. Well, obviously. Right. Uh, How could you not know? SSDGM. Wow. Okay, can I say this? What if he needed to get his phone disconnected because that's the fucking phone he was calling and harassing victims with? Yeah, totally. And And they were going to trace it back to him. But also the idea is like the phone line, the history of the phone line still exists. That's such an odd way to go like, oh, I can't call anymore. Therefore, no one's going to. It's like they'll know you had it. Well, we do have a neighbor who's writing about how her daughter babysat the daughters in the 80s. So hopefully she'll write in too. Oh, wow. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, yeah, that's the other crazy thing, too. He's still alive, which means there's all kinds of connections. Oh, the one thing I did want to say, which somebody else tweeted and people were talking about, um, about, oh, because because someone posted the article from the Huffington Post Mm -hmm. of the woman who wrote about how hard it was because her father was a serial killer and how awful it was for her. And so, um, yeah, just that. And when the person posted that they were just like the families are victims too absolutely like, everybody needs to keep in mind because you know there's tons of people going to the house and of course there's looky loose everywhere sure. but it's like but you have to remember there's people in that neighborhood people inside that house like it's you know don't no, Don't. they're they're totally victims, and and people always want to be like, "How did you not know? You had to know. It's your fault for no- you didn't want to know." But it's like you know, no one would know that. No one's like me who suspects every single person around her is a fucking pedophile murderer. Well, and also we know that sociopaths and psychopaths are the perfect. They are right. the the wolves in sheep's clothing. They know exactly how to trick everybody, yeah. especially the people closest to them. Yeah, they're it's Jekyll and Hyde. So standing way back and being like how could you not know it's like "Mm, get out of here yeah um okay you go now okay i'm gonna start with an oldie okay um this one's fascinating the subject line is mom type jfk's murder report (gasps) hello georgia karen steven and pets when jfk was president my mom was a 21 year old badass working as a secretary for the fbi nice i mean i can just see her dress i can see it's like a light green dress with white piping she looks great she is it's matching summertime little, matching little bolo jacket yes and some it's like green flats with like a little thick heel at the bottom yeah a nice chunky kind of a quarter inch sensible heel. sensible but still feminine yep um she was such a fast oh sorry back then uh that was the only job that was the only type 
of job a woman could get with right. them with the FBI. Uh, she was such a fast and competent worker that she quickly rose through the ranks and was given high security clearance. Hell yes. Mm-hmm. Bobby Kennedy used to come and sit on the edge of her desk and eat candy from a bowl that she had. I there. bet Bobby did. Oh, Bobby. Um, one. T- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's such a great visual. It is. Um, On the day JFK was assassinated, uh, she was actually off from work. She was getting her incredible 60s hair set at the beauty salon. But as she stepped outside, she saw a woman nearby suddenly scream and drop her grocery bags all over the sidewalk. Mom rushed over and saw the news reports, which were airing on TVs in the store's window display. Wow, that's... So cinematic. She immediately ran the five blocks to the FBI building. She knew it would be all hands on deck. Eventually, she um, was told to go home and rest up that she would be that uh, she would need it. A few days later, she was taken by an FBI agent to an interview room and given several pages to type. She was one of five typists working on the report. Not 100 percent sure of the number, but it was something like that. And the agent with her would bring her a section of the report then she'd type it give it back to him to proofread and then correct any mistakes he found he would then leave the room and come back with a new section for her all these sections were provided out of order so that not one typist knew too much (gasps) after more than 24 hours she finally finished and was sent home she was so exhausted that she fell asleep on the bus and would have missed her stop if the driver hadn't known her and woke her up so 60s I know to this day she has never Never told anyone what she typed. No, tell us. Even and, now. Oh my God. Even now, with some of it becoming public record, she won't say. She signed an oath to never reveal the contents, and she is too sexy to break it. <laughs> Later, she received a letter signed by J. Edgar Hoover and President Johnson thanking her for her service to her country in its hour of need. She got it framed and keeps it buried in her closet. <laughs> what the fuck, mom? Put that thing over the fireplace. Yeah. Um, that it says that in parentheses. Oh. Uh, it's like, <laughs> you, why don't you tell your mom that? Yeah. Just go upstairs. She also received invitations to the next several presidential inaugurations, wow. though she never went. Oh. I fucking love this woman. Yeah. Uh, also, as a part of her training to work for the FBI, she had to go to charm school. Oh. Yes, you heard me, and no, I'm not making it up. Walking with books on your head, learning how to sit properly, knees together, bitches, and cross your ankles. <laughs> Only hoes cross the whole leg. Oh and then there's two laughing face emojis yeah. with tears. <clears throat> they were just some of the many skills that she had to acquire. That's so nuts. She all, she was also there during MLK Jr.'s famous speech. Wow. And attended many state dinners and government functions. The stories she tells are both funny and fascinating. I've told her many times she should write a book yes. about what she, what it was like to work for the FBI and to be in DC during that period of time. But she can't believe anyone would be interested in reading Honey. it. You are wrong, mom. Can't wait to see you again in Atlanta. SSDGM Tracy. Oh, my God. Can we get her mom on stage to tell her (gasps) literal hometown murder and finally (sighs) reveal what she wrote? (laughs) This the idea that she won't break an oath that the information of which is now public record online makes me fucking worship that woman. That is so that's what it's supposed to be about. Yeah. You fucking you make a promise? Sorry, I made a promise. I would have told everyone by now. I, I can't keep one fucking no. piece of information in my mouth. One. Never tell me anything. No. I'll either forget it or I'll tell everybody. I just don't Yeah. It's just how I am. Secrets are stupid. I mean it's more fun to know shit. It's so much more fun to tell shit and, and talk know about shit. shit. Yeah. All right, here we go. This is called my mom was manipulated into cleaning up a crime scene. Oh, no. <laughs> By you. This is a really funny one. 
my brother uh my brother always said my mom was born to be a mother what a great opening line no hello or anything but my brother always no i guess yeah we're in no we're in i like it we when we both moved out she downsized to a townhouse across town and became the mother to the world she was constantly giving neighbors rides cooking them dinner and having long conversations about their hopes and dreams i need her in my neighborhood this is a mom episode one day she was driving back home and she saw a man smoking beside the row of townhouses Uh, She got out and introduced herself because she doesn't believe in the cardinal rule to fuck politeness. (laughs) The man said he was the older brother to one of her neighbors and he was there to settle his affairs as he had committed suicide the night before. Uh, My mother, knowing everyone in the neighborhood was besides was my mother, knowing who everyone in the neighborhood was, was asked if there was anything she could do. He told her no, but he had just wished his mother didn't have to see the scene inside. My mom asked why no one had come to clean up the scene, and he told them that they didn't provide that service to suicides. My psycho mother went down to her house, grabbed her gloves, buckets, and cleaners, and returned. She told me she could never have prepared herself to this, for the scene inside. After she was done, she returned home and went about her life as she didn't, as if she didn't mop up blood and brains off the floor a few hours ago. Shortly after, the cops came knocking. Apparently, this suicide was never reported. <gasps> And was a murder. The victim had no brother. Oh my God. When the cops asked her why she had aided the man in cleaning the crime scene, she simply told them she thought his mother was coming and no mother should ever have to see something so gruesome. My mother was eventually cleared of having anything to do with the murder and was given the compliment that she had done a great job disposing of the evidence. Stay sexy and don't mop up crime scenes, Jojo. Oh my fucking god. That's that is so insane. Uh-huh. But it like nothing about that even I didn't see that coming Mm-mm. at all. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That I'm sorry, but the guy smoking in the car is kind of a genius. Because you would if if you say like my brother committed suicide uh-huh. you're not going to sit there grilling the person on like did he yeah you're yeah. immediately going to be like let oh me my help God, you let me help you that's yeah. so terrible that person like totally played her like a fiddle i wonder who he was i mean besides this from a murderer aside of you yeah. also well that's a good thing for everybody to know they do send you yes. know when things happen yes Go ahead and let the authorities get and you involved know what else? first. And if they don't, there's a company you can hire to do that. And the reason is nobody. <laughs> it's a very traumatizing, probably. Yeah, it's not for neighbors to do. No, this isn't a fucking broom and Swiffer situation. This isn't. You don't need your house to be broom swept. <laughs> God damn. That's so heavy. Oh, okay. okay. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. 
Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like, perfectly scrambled eggs. Oh my God. Yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient made in cookware. Made in was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of made-in products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit MadeInCookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N Cookware.com. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. The subject line for this is, it turns out my dad wasn't having an affair. A Drew Peterson hometown. Oh, dear. Hi, Georgia, Karen, and Stephen. I was listening to last week's minisode, and I got so nervous that I missed out on the chance to share my hometown story. When I was young, maybe seven or eight, my dad would occasionally take me over to this woman, Nancy Peterson's house. Mm. It seemed super sketchy to me because they were always in another room. They were... Uh, They were always short visits and would leave me in a room to hang out with her daughters who were younger than me. Eventually, her kids would leave, and then my dad would come and get me, and we would go home. Mm -mm. Naturally, I just assumed my father was having an affair. (laughs) 
<laughs> because I watched too many soap operas and had an active imagination. Oh my God, I love it. That's really funny. In my defense, I also thought my mom was having an affair with her chiropractor because I saw him rubbing her back all the time. <laughs> Uh, you're a what little worse. Yeah, exactly. That was the one you were right about. That was the one. Um, well, eventually this stopped, and I never really thought anything of it until later when I was in my 20s. Stories started coming out about true, Drew Peterson's fourth wife going missing. Mm-mm. My dad casually brings up our visit to Nancy's house in front of my mom. I was like, Dad, shh, mom can totally hear you. And he was so confused. He explained to me that the reason we used to go to Nancy's house uh, was that she was going through a divorce with Drew Peterson's brother and Drew would come over and harass Nancy and her kids. And my dad worked with both Drew and Nancy, so he would be there to keep Drew in check. Since my dad and Drew were both police officers, he knew that Drew wouldn't start shit in front of him. Oh my God. Clearly, I wasn't giving my dad enough credit thinking that he was cheating on my mom <laughs> instead of being a good guy and protecting this woman and her kids. My mom and uh, dad both thought it was hilarious and made fun of me for hiding their affairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is really funny. Thank you, ladies, for all you do. The way you talk about anxiety and therapy helps decrease the stigma of mental health issues and makes the world a better place. One murder. Murderino at a time. SSDGM Sarah. Well, Sarah, guess, you just made the world a better place. That was very... <laughs> I guess I, I think I would be pissed at my daughter if I was like, you suspected this thing and you never told me. You wouldn't be proud that she's not a snitch? Absolutely not. Snitch, snitches, snitches get, get candy. Oh, <laughs> oh, that oh that I is had the, it wrong I, this whole time. That sounds more right. You're right. But how weird would it be if you were eight and you're just like, mom, I need you to sit yeah. down. This We have a, to have a turn the TV off. We have to have a talk. I'd be like, you're my favorite. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> You're so much better than your brothers and sisters. Yeah. All right. Should I do one more? Do it. Okay. This one's, uh, I won't tell you the name of it, but it says lighthearted. Okay. Hey, Stephen, Georgia, and Karen. Then it says in parentheses, I'm not really an animal person. Uh. <laughs> Love the podcast, and I can't wait to see you in Dublin in May. I'm from Connecticut, but I'm currently studying abroad in Ireland. So, in the early 60s, my great uncle and great aunt were newlyweds living in Boston while my uncle attended Harvard Med School. Aren't you smart? At the same time, the Boston Strangler was in full swing. Between 1962 and 64, 13 women between the ages of 19 and 85 were raped and strangled uh. to death, usually by their own, by their nylon stockings, by the Boston Strangler. The murders took place in the women's apartments, and since there was no sign of fourth century, it was assumed that the women let the strangler in, either because they knew him or because they thought he was a delivery man, delivery maintenance man of some sort. Uh, yeah, listen to the Stranglers podcast, right? Yeah. Okay. It's really good. It is. All right. So one night, sometime in the midst of the Strangler's active years, my great uncle and great aunt were watching TV before they went to sleep. The news reported another murder that they suspected was done by the Strangler, and my great aunt made the co- made a comment about how horrifying the crimes were. That's when my great uncle decided to turn to her, look her in the eye, and say, "Pat, I have something to confess. I'm the Boston Strangler." No. <laughs> My great aunt freaked the fuck out, completely <laughs> believing him. My great uncle immediately realized he had made a grave error, recanted his, quote, <laughs> confession, and started frantically explaining to my great aunt all of the reasons why he could not possibly be the Boston Strangler. She eventually calmed down, but she said that they slept with a light on that night. Thankfully, the real killer ended up confessing, and my great uncle and great aunt are still happily married today. Stay sexy and don't falsely con- confess to murder, Caroline. Caroline, you know that a lot of people think that the guy they arrested was it 
Yeah. Um, DeSalvo. 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 They think he, they think that it it isn't real. He definitely killed, they they got a DNA match on at least one of the murders. Oh, is that true? But it's pretty common knowledge that there are multiple killers. Doing the same thing, using all using yes. the the nylons around the neck and yeah, like old lady cats maybe yeah. yeah. So, but that, that's why you should listen to the the podcast is so great. I really the Stranglers. Loved it. Yeah. Oh, some of those, the details of some of those crimes are so disturbing and fucked up, and it's like. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so hard to hear with like little old ladies. Not that like fucking young women with their lives ahead of them aren't hard enough. But it's, it's all like, hard. Yeah. Every time you listen to one, it's hard yeah. in its own way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's especially hard. Uh, is that all we got? I think that's all we have. All right. Well, that's a, that was like quite a mini sode. A lot of packed. There's a lot of people aren't giving secrets away. A lot of badass moms. Yeah. A lot of snitches. A lot of bitches. Candy. <laughs> Yes. Uh, thanks for listening. Send in your hometown, um, whatever you'd like it to be. We're t- we're taking all information. Yeah, my favorite murder at Gmail. And stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Elvis, you want a cookie? <laughs>